we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. We know that the people who are dying from this from this uh, disease. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. You've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Tuesday, the 7th day of December, the year of our Lord, 2021. I am your host, Johnny Anderson, alongside the always dependable co-host of mine, Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you? How was your weekend? Oh, well, thank you. Um, well, healthy live, good weekend, fairly uneventful. Actually, yesterday I slept most of the day. Uh, yeah, it was, it was actually really nice. Yeah, that's good. That's I got good. caught up on some nice. Yeah, that's good. Asleep, yeah, it was really that nice. Is good. That is today, good. Today, it, so, it, it feels, it feels kind of... Um, it feels like a new year. That that's how much I slept yesterday. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, that explains why I didn't hear from you all weekend. Uh, well, that amongst uh, other things, I was very busy this weekend. Um, and so as and, and so much so, in fact, this is actually going to carry over into the next probably week. Uh, th this week I'm going to be very busy uh, working on uh, personal things. So uh, unfortunately, and I I do apologize for this, uh, but we had a we had a discussion about this before we started. Uh, this week, barring Friday, this week barring Friday and the exclusive. Uh, so today, tomorrow, and uh, Thursday, they are going to be uh, abbreviated podcasts. I am uh, I'm sorry to say because just some other things that are uh, that are happening that uh, that take precedent, uh, and so those things need to be tended to first. We've always had this kind of unwritten rule around here amongst ourselves that uh, real life comes first. And so uh, that uh, includes myself as well. So uh, if any of these other guys had any issues going on or uh, things that they needed to address or take care of or uh, regular work-life balance got in the way, then that's what would be tended to first. Uh, podcasting is is second to quality of life. Uh, it always has been and always will be. Uh, we don't put people under pressure here. So I have to abide by my own rules, don't I? And so uh, the next few days, they will be abbreviated podcasts. And for that, I do apologize. However, uh, we will try and get as much in as we can within that uh, allotted time slot. But on Friday this week and the exclusive, I will tell you what's coming up on Friday. Right at the moment, right at the moment, we are in the process of planning something called Room 101. Now, for those of you that don't know what Room 101 is, that is our little game show that we do every once in a while. Uh, we bring in some very special people to join us for that. Uh, we've got some uh, some wonderful people that are going to be on with us this week. This is basically our take on George Orwell's uh, dystopian, uh, I guess, Room 101, because it's, you know, you, you pick a topic and you try and get it into Room 101 and you know, you just have a good time with it. The topic goes around the room, everybody puts something in and we see which one of them makes it in there. Uh, but we're going to have that later on this week with Marty, seeing as how he is our judge. And he is kind of our unofficial commissioner for Room 101, isn't he, Bruce? I mean, it was it was his idea to start that yeah. and we just kind of ran with it. Uh, it's been uh, yeah. it's been great fun. Uh, so we're going to have three, uh, of course, with us and with Marty, we're going to have an additional three very special guests on with us that will be... Um, partaking in uh, in room 101 that evening so it's going to be a lot of fun and ned will be joining us on the exclusive this week and for those of you who are not signed up to us on telegram to get that exclusive early don't worry it will be out the following monday so uh we're going to uh and he and i <clears throat> he and i usually never touch base except for maybe a quick five minute phone call 
before all that. And I never want to hear what he has to say on the phone call. I want to wait till he comes on the podcast <laughs> and then he presents it. Because uh, honestly, have you ever had a phone call with Ned, Bruce? No. Okay. Well, sort of. Okay. I mean, well, yeah. Be, you can being, kind being of in, consider this. Yeah. Being in studio, like that's a, something completely yeah. different. Yeah. But that, that's, yeah. that's something completely different. But being on the phone with him, he'll talk just as much on the phone as he does on, on live recording. So... Yeah. Uh, I always tell him, don't tell me what you're going to talk about. Bring it up on the podcast. We want it to be as organic as it can be. And so we'll just take it as it comes to us. And so I let him come on and, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll we'll just hear what he has to say on the exclusive this week. But that is our plan for this week. Today, we're going to kind of catch up over what happened over the weekend. A lot of protests across the continent of Europe, as usual, over the weekend. Much larger, much larger. I want to start with Austria. Of course, we had protests as well in the United States. We had protests in Australia and New Zealand, as always. Fantastic turnouts down there. Uh, we're going to talk about New Zealand today for just a second. We're also going to talk about the European side of things. And we're going to talk about uh, the U.S. just a little bit when it comes to the COVID stuff. Let's start with Austria. Bruce, you saw all those videos of all those people in Austria, right? Very upset people, mm -hmm. very upset people. Well, we did see that uh, whatever he is, the prime minister, Schallenberg or chancellor, whatever it was, Schallenberg, he resigned down there. Well, he was only in place for pff, a little over a month. He comes in, he makes all the stuff mandatory, and then he leaves. Well, that was right after Sebastian Kurz, who was the Klaus Schwab tapped young global leader. He said he was going to resign from politics completely. Well, what, Schallenberg doesn't have a fall guy now? So he has to quit. So they bring in this guy, uh, Nehammer or, or something like that, who was the interior minister or whatever. Uh, this is their third chancellor in two months. Safe to say they've got a little bit of a political problem down there. You know, just a little bit politically or politically unstable. You would think, right? Bruce, can you imagine how much chaos and disarray the United States would be? Oh, wait, wait a minute. Maybe I need to rephrase that. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> Under normal circumstances, can you imagine how much chaos and disarray would be taking place in the United States if we went through three U.S. presidents in two months? Can you imagine? Well, give us some time and we may find out. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I think we're about to run through three in here in a couple of months because all of Kamala's people are quitting and Biden doesn't know where he is. And Nancy, hell, I think she I don't even think she's lucid half the time. So, you know, it's it's no. tough to say. Uh, yep. Anyway. So um, this uh, Austri Austrian chancellor, uh, Nehammer, he's announced, uh, well, he wants to try a different <laughs> corona policy. Now, I'm not sure why. I I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because whatever it is that they're doing, I think they're starting to find out that they're getting more than what they bargained for. Uh, he said that he wants to start a dialogue with the unvaccinated. And uh, in his view, it is urgent to approach people and find solutions together amid rising tensions. Oh, that's just too rich. Um, I tell you what, no, I don't think so. I don't think that the good people of Austria are interested in what you have to say any longer. So I tell you what, I will just go out on a limb here and um, and I'll make this statement for them. Uh, now, I'm, I'm, obviously, I'm not in Austria, but uh, I think that a lot of Austrian citizens could possibly resonate by what I'm about to say. I don't think we're interested in hearing what you have to say about uh, starting a dialogue with the unvaxxed. I think you've done enough. I think you've done more than enough. I think the only thing that needs to be discussed at this particular point in time is your complete and unconditional surrender, sir. I think it's time for all of you to resign pending arrest and investigation for crimes against the Austrian people. I think that's a good place to start. Do you think I'm off on that? Do you think that's that's too much to ask, given the circumstances and, and what's being said down there, what's being passed and proposed down there without the people's permission? No, uh, no. So <laughs> I, I had to I had to look just real quick because uh, 
I don't know anything about uh, Carl Niehammer or Palmer, whatever. He's uh, part of the Austrian People's Party. Now, knowing just, what we know about political parties, when just we on, hear just really People's quickly. Party. Yeah, just, just really quickly. That, that, and I'm sorry to, to interrupt, but that party, that's also the same party that voted to lock down the unvaxxed. And that's also the same one, or excuse me, the, the same party that the woman belonged to that we watched her making her own vaccine passport there in the, in the, uh, in the parliament there that just I, I thought I'd, that's, I thought it was important. Yeah. Um, every every other major political party that we know in other countries that has people's party in the name usually isn't a great actor. Oh, and uh, by the way, the uh, this is uh, the unofficial successor to the Christian Social Party kind of. Uh huh. Sounds a little familiar to. Yeah. Socialism. Social. Mm. Uh huh. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of like what they have here. Oh no, let's see. We, well, it's the Christian Democrats or whatever. Christian Democrat? Huh? <laughs> it's an oxymoron this day and age. That is really outdated. Uh, Socialist Democrats? Okay, all right, fine. What was uh what was Vladimir Lenin? Just asking. What party did he belong to? Like like I said, given what's happened in Austria, I don't think people are willing to talk. I don't think people are willing to entertain that. What are you going to sit there and you're going to open up some kind of a dialogue with who? With who? Well, if if you're going to sit down and you're going to talk to somebody, well, then they need to have a representative. Name me a representative of the unvaxxed. Name me a representative. Unless you want to include yourself, of course, because I don't believe any of you are. Does that count? But anyway, because our time is short, I don't want to spend any more time on that. Um, I want to move uh, and I want to move quickly. New Zealand. The um, quite frankly, I, I don't I don't know what she is. I, I don't know if this woman is sober or if she's living in her own little fantasy land or if all of them are living in their own little fantasy lands or whatever. But... I'm trying to figure out, and I played this clip for Bruce, I'm trying to figure out if this is indeed a Freudian slip or if it's something that was actually meant to be said. I'm trying to figure this out. I personally believe that it was something that was released on an inside memo that she wasn't supposed to say. But listen very carefully. This is Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern. Listen very carefully to what she says. The traffic light system is also about providing greater protection than we have now. By using vaccine passes, it makes sure that unvaccinated people aren't being put, in, put at risk uh, in environments where it is harder to keep them safe. And I'm confident that we can do that. Using vaccine passports to keep unvaccinated people out of places where they can be put in danger? Does that does that sound like what? I, I, I don't I don't quite understand that. I don't think she was Keeping supposed to say that. Well, so it sounds good to the like it sounds good if you're a virtue signaling like vaccinated individual and you think that you're you're by not getting vaccinated, you're just signing your own death warrant. Maybe it sounds good to them. It's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're trying to protect the unvaccinated because they're clearly not doing what they're supposed to. They're being stupid. Uh, but at the same time, if you're vaccinated, why do you need to keep the unvaccinated away from you? Because you're, you're vaccinated. You're, you're supposed to be safe, right? Unless, of course, the vaccine is leaky and you're shedding virus yourself and it's dangerous to those that are unvaccinated. You know, I'm not entirely sure. And I, I really I really do believe this. I, I'm not entirely sure this is exactly where they want the numbers to be. Again, we're hearing, oh, there's only a few million that are left that haven't been vaccinated. I don't believe that. And more than that, more than that, they're now they're now starting to split 
groups against groups here. I, I've noticed that. So first we had the initial split, right? You've had the vax and the unvax. Well, now here, here is where it's going to get interesting because now they need to play the booster game. So they need to try and, and work that in somehow. So you get a new variant, then that's another reason to push boosters, right? See, they didn't have a precedent to push boosters because there was nothing there to scare you with. So new variant, booster program, right? You see how that works? New variant, booster program. So now you have to start the loop all over again. But you're now going to split the vaxxed. You're going to split that group. Let me explain. Here they have something called uh, a 2G, it's it's most ridiculous thing, 2G, 3G, 5G, whatever in the hell. That, none of that stuff means anything. It's it's just, uh, it's just it's some gaslighting garbage to just confuse you. Now you have only businesses that accept fully vaxxed individuals. This is where I am. You only have businesses that accept fully vaxxed individuals and, quote, recovered individuals. However, however, the recovered is now being taken away and the fully vaxxed is now being removed as well. You see, first it was, okay, you can have a negative test, then you could, well, you don't have to take the vaccine, you just have to take a negative test, then they jacked up the prices of the test after George Soros and Bill Gates bought all the testing companies, and then you could be recovered. Well, what is recovered? Now they say, oh, it's only six months. Where's your scientific evidence of that? There isn't any. It's just saying it. It's just simply asserting the point, repeating it over and over and over and over again until eventually what happens? It becomes the truth. Joseph Goebbels, Nazi propaganda minister, you repeat a lie big enough, often enough, eventually it becomes the truth. And that's all they're doing here. Exact same tactic. So, if you're not double vaxxed and jab, and, and excuse me, double back, double vaxxed and boosted when it comes to jabs, you're no longer fully vaxxed. You can't test, and technically you're not recovered. So if you're not recovered, then you can't go to a business. If you're not a human pincushion, then you're not going into a business. So they're splitting the group that they have split two other times. You see what I mean? The more they split this, the, the more they split, and, they, and they're going to split that again. Somehow, I haven't figured out how they're going to do it yet, but they're going to split that again until eventually they're just going to start having all these splinter groups. I, I think that's that may be what they're trying to do here, but here's the problem. All the people that are now double vaxxed, I mean, I, I, know, I know, okay, a couple of things changed over the weekend for me. I met a couple of people that are like, oh yeah, I got my booster appointment booked. Okay, all right. But everybody else I know says, uh-uh, there's no way. I did my two. Right. I, I, I played along, but that's enough of this. That That's that's enough of this. So now they are going to join the likes of us ideologically. You know, I went past my old gym today. I haven't been able to go there in quite some time. I haven't been able to go there because I'm not taking one of these ridiculous tests. I'm not taking I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not guilty until proven innocent. I, I'm a free person. You can take out swab somewhere else. You come at me with a swab, son, you're going to have a problem. You're going to have a very busy day. I assure you. You come at me with a needle, you're going to have an even busier day. So I'm not taking your your garbage uh, digital ID. I'm not taking your your nonsense tests that mean nothing. I'm not taking your ridiculous whatever in the hell this thing is that you've you've jacked into these uh, these jabs that you're hitting people up with that you've convinced these these morons to do. I'm not taking part in any of that. But see, since the new rule came in, I went past my gym. Well, see, you can no longer test to get in there. Now it's you've got to be uh, you got to be jabbed or you can't get in there, Bruce. In a facility that holds 400 people, 400 people, glass uh, walls and everything, windows and stuff all the way around this thing, right? So you can see everybody in there. In a facility that holds 400 people, how many people do you think I counted at 5.30 going on 6 o'clock today, which is prime time, right? People are coming home from work. They're, they're going to the gym right after they get out of the office or, or whatever, right? That's, that's their usual thing. I used to go there on weeknights about that time. 
place was jam-packed, jam-packed, especially during the cold, because people want to go in, socialize, work out, whatever. It's warm in there. Yeah. Place used to be jam-packed. There was out of 400 vacancies, well, a capacity of 400 people to be in there. How many people do you think I counted? Roughly. I mean, I don't have an exact count, but how many people do you think I saw? Roughly. Well, if you go off of what the government says and the, the statistics they keep telling us that, what is it? 70, 80 percent of the population's vaccinated, 90 percent, depending on the country you're in. Clearly, you know, it, it's going to be like 300 people at least. You know, I mean, yeah, you're, you're going to be close to capacity based on the government's numbers. I bet you I counted. And this is this is just my best estimate. I bet you I counted maybe a dozen. Woefully shy of what the government says. Just a little bit. And- just a little bit. Mm. You see, I I don't uh, I, I don't buy these uh, these, these uh, cooked up uh, statistics that they stick out there. I I don't buy that at all because that makes you think that you're part of the team, doesn't it? That tribal mentality. See, people are looking for a unifying factor. That's what they're looking for. They've been shocked. They've been put into a state of cognitive dissonance through mass hysteria, and now they're being socially engineered to be pushed towards that that unifying feeling. Oh, oh, come over here and join us because we're all together on this and we're all going to move forward. And those people that are over there that, well, those are the others, those are the undesirables. Don't, don't get anywhere near those. You see, the larger the number, the bigger the lie, the more you repeat it, the faster it becomes the truth. Well, see, I don't buy that. I, I don't buy that at all. I'm not buying it one bit because I'm seeing a multi-million dollar facility that is usually packed to the rafters every evening around that same time. And it's it's got tumbleweeds blowing through it. Everybody out sick? Well, I, maybe that's maybe that's a bad question. Could be. I mean, maybe 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 there was that many people that got uh, jabbed, and uh, they 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 had um, those very rare occurrences of of uh, pericarditis and myocarditis. Yeah, maybe rare. maybe it was one of that. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, rare. Sure. Where was it that I saw the uh, the two? Oh, by the way, one other thing here: German star comedian uh, Mikro Nantschu was uh, 52 years old, and he died suddenly over the weekend. Cause of death was unclear. He is the co-founder of uh, RTL Samstag Nock, which is basically like uh, America's version of uh, Saturday Night Live, basically the same thing. He just suddenly died. No one knows why or how or anything like that. Just poof, you know, just down he went. So I've got an article here out of the... uh, it uh, looks like a looks like a German paper. Uh, football club Carl Zeiss Gina was uh, was in a moment of shock over the weekend uh, after the final whistle against one of uh, Berlin's teams there uh, was blown. Two players just suddenly collapsed. Two more football players just suddenly just they were they were just going along there and uh, all of a sudden boom down they go. So, Did I they mean, just come from the UK? The I'm, UK I'm wondering that. In Parliament. I'm, I'm wondering that. Yeah. Oh my God. Did you see that? You saw that, didn't you? The cocaine. Yeah, the cocaine. Yeah. yeah. But I was hoping to talk to Marty about this. I'll, we'll probably end up talking to Ned about it because uh, Thursday, or excuse me, because Friday is going to be all about uh, comedy. But on the exclusive this week, I'll talk to Ned about it. But uh, there is apparently, uh, I, I guess they found a lot of cocaine in the Parliament building at Westminster in uh, in the UK in the bathrooms where the uh, the MPs go. Which, uh, quite frankly, I mean, that doesn't does that does that really surprise anybody? Does that surprise anybody at all? To be fair, in normal times, that comedian dying that you, you were talking about yeah. a few minutes ago, I, I would have chalked it up a few years ago as uh, maybe drug overdose or, yeah, sure, um, sure. you know, something like that. Because, sure. you know, when you get into those high, uh, high uh, paying famous positions, if you will, yeah, some of them live fast and loose. And true. But today, well, technically, people are living fast and loose and injecting themselves with unknown substances. 
It's just they're government mandated now. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, Mayor Bill de Blasio is going to extend that. We'll talk about that in a minute. But anyway, yes, cocaine in uh, UK parliaments, uh, restrooms. Now, because that's happened, you know what they're going to have to do? They're going to have to take away the passports and the driver's licenses of the UK citizens. That's what's going to have to happen. Because the politicians are the ones that are snorting coke. Uh, well, I mean, it's you see, clearly it's, they're the victims here because you're the one that are supplying, you know, you, you people of England, you're the ones that are supplying them. So see, you're at fault here. It's not them. No, it's, it's not them at all. And I was telling I was talking to Marty about this uh, just a little bit ago. It's like, tell me that's not typically a, like a British way of looking at things. Oh, uh, the politicians are doing cocaine. What can we do about this? Let's take away the passports and the driver's licenses of all the citizens. <laughs> how, how, how the hell does that even... I, I don't even I don't even know. Anyway, I was talking to Marty earlier uh, about that. And I said, are you even surprised? He said, no, absolutely not. I said, if there's a single restroom in the U.S. Capitol that doesn't have cocaine residue in it, I think there was something wrong. Because I mean, those are nothing but a bunch of drug addicted lawyers up there, anyway. So let's let, let's uh, let's talk about this, and then we'll cover New York, and uh, and we'll we'll go ahead and call this one a day. And I hate doing that because I mean, I I feel like I just keep going, but I unfortunately I just don't have the time. I do apologize. Like I said, there's just there's real life issues that just take precedent. Sir Rod Stewart is only allowing triple vaccinated guests into his Christmas party, and he says that uh, anti vaxxers are killers. Now, Bruce, are you were you planning to attend uh, Sir Rod Stewart's uh, Christmas party? Were, were you going to be one of the guests there to uh, to attend? I wasn't. But after that line, I would love to attend his uh, Christmas party. The musician, 76. And I know you're not familiar too much with musicians and all that stuff. But uh, I mean, you, you get the idea here. I mean, at least you've heard the name, I'm sure, because he's he's old school. Yeah. 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 He has received three COVID jabs. He's 76 years old uh, and admits that those who turn down a chance of a vaccine make him angry. Dad, you see, he's, he's upset about that. He's upset about that. He branded the so-called anti-vaxxers as killers for not taking the vaccine as they are more likely to catch and spread the virus. Sir, do you know how to read a research paper? No, of course you don't. Of course you don't. Because you know how to read sheet music. That's what you know how to do. So I think for all things considered and all parties involved, I think that's what you should stick to. I'm so I, baffled ugh. at musicians and just what what happened to, you know, like the punk rock that was supposed to be sticking it to the man, you know, kind of going against the grain of things. And now it seems like everybody is a unified voice. You go out and get vaccinated. Nobody's talking about raising just the question, not even you don't even have to look at the research papers. Just why is the government and a corporation? both citing the same, like they're saying the same things. You know, just a few years ago, we, we had the uh, protests at Wall Street, you know, about the one percenters. And last I checked, Big Pharma is part of that one percenter group that they were protesting. Why all of a sudden now they're the heroes of the free world? Completely baffles me that uh, the, 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 that, that disconnect. No consistency. None. Uh, I do have a clip here somewhere. Hang on just a second. Uh, here's the uh, clip of uh, Rod Stewart uh, on the uh, on that radio show. You've had your booster jab? Oh, I've had 12. You haven't had 12. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't had 12. You've had your three, though. No, I've right? had the three. You've had, had your three. Jabs. I wonder, when I think about this, and there's, there are some people who won't, who just refuse to have the jab. And when I think about, and I read that a lot of the people who won't take the jab are black people, okay? So as a black man, I'll tell you, that makes me angry. 
you've had your booster, and when you see people who will not take it, putting themselves at risk, it's it's sad. How do you do? You feel the same way I do? Does that yeah, make you does. angry? It makes me angry, especially in America, where they where they talk about it's my right, it's my freedom. No, it's not, because you are a killer and you can be killed. Yeah. You know, dead simple. Yeah. No, I think one of the countries in Europe made it a mandatory that you must be shot, be, be shot. Sorry, you yeah, must have the shot. Back. Yeah. I think it's Austria. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think, um, yeah, uh, um, Australia, New Zealand, they're pushing people very, very hard. Yeah. Do you think we yeah. should be doing that here? I don't know, mate. I don't want to get into that one. Mm. Um, people are entitled to their views. Oh, we're entitled to our views. I strongly as advise as... people to go uh-huh. and get vaxxed. Yeah. You know, I can sort of understand it with pregnant women mm. because if you remember when the polio. Uh, how many people suffered after the polio jabs? Sure, sure. So I think that's what pregnant women are probably worried about. And thalidomide, people remember thalidomide, the yeah. story of thalidomide. So people are entitled to their views, yet if they don't want to go out and take this experimental whatever, then they don't have a right and they're a killer and they can be killed. But they're entitled to their views. That's where I don't understand his argument, because he, he's saying you're a killer if you don't go out and get vaccinated, but you're entitled to your views. No, if you're a killer, you should be locked up in prison. I mean, that, that's that's the way we do things here in society. But uh, to his argument, you're a killer if you're going out in public and you haven't been unvaccinated or, or been vaccinated, excuse me. Uh, yeah, the misspeak was actually accurate uh, in this case. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, you go out and drive a vehicle, that one or two ton vehicle that you're driving is a uh, metal coffin on a road with other metal coffins. One mistake, you can end up killing someone. Same kind of scenario. I mean, we we have these, um, what is it? Um, uh, what, what's the risk assessment? There's a cost-benefit analysis, kind of, kind of that scenario um, that society goes through. And we all kind of agree that there's chance of death with everything you do. Yeah. But we've all accepted that the, the risks are low. Same thing with COVID. The risks are low. Uh, in fact, it's lower than the flu. He said he was what, 76? Is that what he said he was? The article said he was 76. The article said, okay, so. It was out um, in the UK, yeah. In, in his case, yeah. Get, get I the expect, him to, get, I expect yeah. him to get jabbed. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, uh, but uh, people that, have, uh, that are younger, that have a more robust immune system, no, nah, there's no reason to. In fact, we're, we're seeing that the younger generations are actually having uh, myocarditis and, uh, you know, strokes, blood clots, all that kind of stuff. No, uh, you, you shouldn't be getting it. Taking your multivitamins, dosing up on C and D, you're good. Zinc. Yep. Yep. This is breaking 17 cases at a, uh, a super spreader event in uh, Oslo. Nor- 17 cases is a super spreader event. was in Oslo, Norway at a... Uh, at a Christmas party. And guess what? All those people at the, that attended the Christmas party, guess what? Just like Rod Stewart, right? Because you can't attend his Christmas party unless you're triple jabbed. Unless, you, unless you've got two jabs and the booster, you're not coming, right? You're not getting into Sir Rod Stewart's uh, Christmas party. But you know what? If that's how Rod Stewart wants to host his Christmas party, that's his business. I really don't care. I really don't care. That's his right to have that on his guest list. If that's what he wants to do, fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. But this here, all 17 people suspected at an Omicron super spreader event in Oslo, Norway at a Christmas party were fully vaccinated. Huh. Yeah. Well, I guess, well, clearly, Bruce, you see what the problem here was. They weren't boosted. That's what the problem was, is none of them had the booster. That That's, well, that's that settles it then. That, that's all it was. But, well, but the problem is, is we don't have an Omicron uh, booster that's been approved. Uh, we actually don't even have a Delta booster that was approved. 
uh, it's just more of the same yeah. alpha. So why 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 do you think it's going to work against Omicron? Omicron doesn't have like I've said before time and time again, it does not have the S1 spike protein that the, the vaccine protects against. Why are people thinking that vaccine's going to work against Omicron? Why do you think it's going to work against Delta? Why do you think it's going to work against any other variant? You go in and look at the variant and find out what the sequencing is. And you can go through and read it for yourself. And if you can't find any S1s in there, the vaccine doesn't work against it. Simple as that. So I, 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 I don't get it. I mean, surely the science is aware of this. Like legitimate scientists, lowercase scientists, not the capital exclamation point scientists, not, not the, not the uh, mm -hmm. cult that we're in right now. Surely you know they see what's going on and, and see this, this and are putting this, paper, this out. Yeah, this paper, which we put up on our Telegram page that you sent over to me about, uh, and I've sent this out to a few people, uh, it, it's pretty clear. This is, and this is not, uh, this is not part of the science cult. Now, they do say some things in here that they have to say, otherwise yeah. the paper yeah. wouldn't be published. So they have to cover their tracks in there, but... Yeah. Any thinking person who's reading this can very clearly, as we say in English, read between the lines. COVID-19 mortality risk correlates inversely with vitamin D3 status. Listen very carefully to this next line. And a mortality rate close to zero could theoretically be achieved at 50 nanograms of D3. Now, this was put together by three different German scientists from three different German universities. And all their findings, if you read the paper, again, it's up on our Telegram page, all their findings are quite clear. So go to our page and check that out. But you can thank Bruce uh, uh, for that research. Yeah, there's also 120-some other research papers that are saying the same thing. So it's not like this is like, oh, this is just one paper. This is just... No, no, there's 100 and... I think it was 27 other papers. 127 or 29, somewhere in that range. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're up, uh, to, of research we're up to 50 something mask studies now that go against the narrative. Yeah, but uh, you should double mask and socially yeah. distance. Yeah. Well, double yeah. mask, double vax. And that, well, triple vax now. Well, I mean, yeah, triple vax fair, now. Yeah. yeah. I wonder, yeah. Rod Stewart, he said that, uh, sir, excuse me, Sir Rod Stewart said that people had to be triple vax. Does that mean you have to wear masks too? I, I'm, I'm just wondering. I mean, they, we haven't gotten any guidance on that yet. So I'm not sure. Yeah. It's a good question. If he says you, if he says you don't, that goes against the mainstream and that goes against the science. Hmm. Speaking of mainstream and going against the, uh, well, whatever, this, like the city of New York's gone off the deep end. You, you people have really gone off. Well, I shouldn't say you people because the people of New York don't actually want this. But the, um, he's do, on his do way you out. Actually, do, well, yeah, do, that's a good do question. they actually, do you actually want, want this or not? Um, no, that's a good question. Hmm. De Blasio's on his way out. I think the new mayor is mayor-elect uh, Eric Adams, I think is his name, I, I believe. No relation to you. Yeah. Yeah, no, no relation to you. That's a pretty common name, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is Mayor Bill de Blasio on MSNBC talking about what they're going to do as far as setting a precedent in the United States. Well, honestly, this is a world first because we're not seeing this anywhere. We haven't seen this anywhere yet. We've seen it on labor unions. We've seen it on the healthcare workers. We've seen it in governments, businesses and contracts and, and all that stuff. We've seen all that across the world, but we haven't seen this yet. This is unique. We've got Omicron as a new factor. We've got the colder weather, which is going to really create additional challenges with the Delta variant. We've got holiday gatherings. We in New York City have decided to use a preemptive strike 
to really do something bold to stop oh. the further growth of COVID and the dangers it's causing to all of us. So as of today, we're going to announce a first in the nation measure. Our health commissioner will announce a vaccine mandate for private sector employers across the board. Huh? All private sector employers in New York City will be covered by this vaccine mandate as of December 27th. Who we voted for that? have some other measures as well to really focus on maximizing vaccination quickly so we can get ahead of Omicron and all mm-hmm. the other challenges we're facing right now with COVID. Uh, see, they Question. need to get ahead of it. They, you hear that? They, well, see, Bruce, they're trying to get ahead of it. They're, they're trying to they're trying to take a different approach uh, and, and just and get ahead of it. Uh, but I've got more of this, uh, his detailed plan here. But go ahead. Uh, a question on this uh, kind of a speculation, I guess, more so. But I like your take on this. You made mention there that he is on the way out. I wonder, is the reason we've not seen any other location do this strict of a uh, mandate because their guy that they want in is being removed. You know, the, the guy that's doing their their bidding, if you will, is being removed. So he's trying to move as quickly as possible to do the uh, build back better, you know, to initialize that as quickly yeah. as possible before he's replaced. Well, it fits. It fits exactly what's happening here on the mainland of Europe, doesn't it? It fits exactly the same way. You've got these leaders that are, well, supposed leaders. You've got these followers, these 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 losers that are in there that are carrying out this Klaus Schwab World Economic Forum agenda and in cahoots with finance capital and the Chinese Communist Party and all the rest of it, big pharma and, and, and so on and so forth. But if something goes wrong, then they'll just get them out of the way. They'll replace them with someone else. Look at Austria. They're on their third chancellor in two months. In the last 60 days, they're on their third chancellor. Coors couldn't get it done. So he put the, he, he he put proposals through. He resigned. Schallenberg takes over, drops the hammer, and then gets the pushback. So they get him out of the way. And now this new one, Nehammer or whatever his name is, is in there. And he says, "Oh no, let's just talk." No, sir, we're done talking. You had your chance to talk over a year ago. That was your chance to talk. I sat right here with Bruce right next to me, and I said, "You have an opportunity that is rapidly closing." That window is closing and it's closing fast. You better stop what you're doing. You better stop what you're doing right now because you're going to unleash something that you will not be able to stop. You cannot stop what is now coming. You can't do it. No amount of talking or begging or or whatever is going to stop an angry mob of people that want you removed, arrested, tried and convicted for what you have done to them and their societies. So I think the areas that they want to drop the hammer, they're doing it with people on their way out. Look at Merkel, right? She was on her way out. And what does she do? She retires. Then she comes out and says, oh, my last official act is going to be, we're going to bar the unvaccinated from everywhere. And, and if you're recovered, you can't go anywhere either. You're on your way out. Like that was her, quote, last official act. What? Like you, you had already like had a retirement ceremony earlier that day. And then you come out with that? What? So the, the up and comings don't take the fall and they say, oh, no, no, we just want to talk. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. We're pressing. We're pressing forward and we're not stopping. We, the people, are going to see this through. So, all right, here is uh, here's Bill de Blasio's detailed plan about what he's going to do with New York businesses. For all private sector employers in New York City, um, it is time. Look, this is how we put health and safety first, by ensuring that there is a vaccine mandate that reaches everyone universally in the private sector. A lot of folks in the private sector have said to me they believe in vaccination. 
but they're not quite sure how they can do it themselves, well, we're going to do it. They don't uh, know. <laughs> we're going to do this so that every employer is on a level playing field. Uh, one universal standard starting December 27th. We're going to be working with uh, businesses all over the city. And that's almost 200,000 businesses that are not already covered by the key to NYC guidelines right now. We're going to be working with the business community. We're going to be talking to them in the next days on how to put together the right plan to implement this. The specific guidance, the specific rules will come out on December 15th. Uh, we want to have a collaborative process. We want to make this work. And let's be clear. We have a great example with the key to NYC. All those restaurants, all those uh, fitness clubs, all those entertainment facilities, movie theaters, all sorts of places. They've been working with us. They gave us good advice up front. No, they came up with rules them. that worked. The vast, vast majority have implemented those rules really effectively. And I constantly hear from people that they know if they go into a place under Key to NYC, they're safe. Oh, they feel comfortable. They're going to enjoy themselves. They feel comfortable in those settings because uh -huh. they know everyone's vaccinated. Right. And there was a lot of concern up front. Would it work? Would it be difficult? You know what? Businesses have adapted and handled it really, really well. And we know that will happen again. We're going to set up a call center to handle concerns from businesses. Yeah, we'll have a strong jobs, outreach yeah. effort, as we've done previously, to answer questions, provide the support they need. This is going to make a huge difference to make sure New Yorkers are safe going forward. Now, see, Bruce, they did it with all the other businesses, and and they haven't had any problems. It's been it's been accepted, yeah. They see, it's 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 been widely adopted, and it's been successful, right? Because the people that go into these establishments, they know that they're gonna be safe because they're around other vaccinated people. Mm. He did say they feel safe. Yeah, they feel safe. Of uh, course, they do. Feel safe. Yeah, that that's uh, a a might different than being safe, but. Uh, all that said, uh, the private sector, as I said, if I were a business owner, I would either be looking to move or I'd be fighting the state. That is exactly what they want because it's going to destroy your business. Build and back and I'm just, I'm just, yeah, build back better. I'm, I'm actually, I'm just curious, uh, Mr. Mr. Constitution here. I, I'm just curious, uh, wh where does it say that the government has the right to come in and take over your business and mandate, excuse me, uh, force you to mandate something onto your employees. Where, where does it say mm. that? Yeah, it, it actually doesn't. And in fact, I was thinking about this just a few minutes ago when we kind of got on this. Um, I, I was thinking about what, what happened to uh, the, the government having to have a warrant to go in and look at your personal documents and information. Uh, your medical records are under that as well. How does the government have the right to go in and just look at your medical records and be uh, and give you clearance on something? Like they have to have a warrant for that information. So why exactly are we okay with uh, allowing the government to know whether we're vaccinated or not? And why are we okay with them dictating whether you can or can't do business? I honestly expected New York, the New York that like movie New York, the New York that they made, uh, movie New York, the New York that you kind of had the feeling of back in. Um, when 9-11 happened, the, the feel like New York are tough and, you know, th those kind of ideas that what happened to that mentality, that that image that was shown to the nation, because uh, that's pretty dead as far as I'm concerned. Um, it, it, this is New Yorker roll over and take it, bend over. I mean, that's what I'm seeing here it, with, with how I know there's protests out there. I know people are but the businesses that are going there and just like, well, this is what the government says. No. F that. No, your, your consent of the governed. 
I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm at a loss for words. This is supposed to be like, you know, you the, the, the image that we see here in the Midwest, New York are tough, you know, those kind of things. That's, uh-huh. No. You, you do uh, know that this is here. the beta. They're going to try and roll this out across the country. You, you know they're going to try and do this. Yeah. I You know, I, I, I talk up my own location and say, oh, yeah, you know, it won't fly here. It will. It, it'll, it'll go relatively well. Until it stops. Um, it, it'll go. This all, all this goes until it stopped in every country. Period. End of story. This doesn't stop until we stop it. It's when it stops. You want to get out of this nightmare? You want to get out of this perpetual cycle of just fear and lockdown and intimidation and, and being threatened and, and all the rest of it by these, these sick freaks? You want to get out of this mess? Then we're going to have to get out of it ourselves. That's when it ends. All right. Um, like I said, we're going to have to cut it short for the next few days. Uh, I do apologize, but that's all we have time for today. So I want to thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a fantastic evening.